The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 240. Friday, April 18th, 2014. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 240. I am Rob, you are Greg. What's going on? Oh boy, um... I don't know, where do we start here? What it is. (laughs) What it is with you. Okay. Talking what... to me in like nineteen sixties uh, uh, jive speak. <laughs> Isn't that what people say? Not in the last thirty years. All right. So what? what what's this episode two forty? What's going on? Two forty. Uh, are we retiring yet? <laughs> We're still going. Still going. What's wrong with us? Eight and a half years. Oh my god! Did we talk about? I don't think we talked about the. Um, I don't know what anniversary of it of the overnightscape it was. Eleven. Eleven years. Yeah. So we um, participated in this overnightscape underground uh, collection of um, well wishers. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> From across the overnight scaping scape. Overnight scape, I guess I don't have to add anything to it. No uh, suffixes. It's just overnight scape. The overnight scape scape. <laughs> um with other podcasters uh wishing uh you know Frank well and and the overnight scape and I listened to the whole thing more or less. Yeah. Um, it was hosted by PQ River, who we've talked about here. Yeah. And I've never actually heard this guy before, which is, you know, my fault. I should have been listening to these more often, but I was listening. This guy has a very, very good radio voice. Yeah. Well, it's... Sounds like a DJ. It's (laughs) a very calm DJ. Yeah, like an NPR DJ or something. Well, I listened to... Unlike us. A couple of, like, nasally sounding... <laughs> New Jersey... Buffoons. New Jersey guidos. No. Come on. In, in, the, in, in the strict sense. <laughs> no, in, in no sense. <laughs> well, our families are... are, are, are you know, our, our family backgrounds are Italian. <laughs> 
Yeah, so why do why do we have to sound like Tony Soprano or something? No, I'm not I'm not saying in the vernacular, I'm saying in the strict sense. We all are Guidos. Right, right. But no, we're not We're not Jersey Shore Guidos. We're just not in the strict sense historical. at all. Historical. Like you're, you're you're no, you're you're mixing up the entire definition of Guido at this point. Alright, well what am I thinking of? I don't know. Guinea? <laughs> Am I, allowed to, turn. am I allowed to say that? I mean, you're talking about yourself, so I guess you're allowed to say whatever you want. A couple of guineas. Grease balls. Grease balls. It's the Grease Man! You know, it was funny when I was growing up. I, don't know, I, I must have been a teenager, you know, just listening to like... Or like watching old movies or something. And they would refer to Italians as Dagos or Wops. <laughs> Dago. What does that even mean? I know. And so I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what does that even mean? It doesn't make any sense. A Dago. If somebody walked up to you right now and said, "Hey, you're a Dago," I'd be like, okay. <laughs> doesn't it it, it? it it doesn't bother me. It has you're no. A, it has no impact on me. You're a night go. <laughs> Diego? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. What if someone walked up to you and said, you're a Rodriguez? <laughs> I would, Sugar man! I would take that as a compliment. Uh, I was I was just listening to Rodriguez before again? this. Again? What do you mean again? It's great. <laughs> Seriously, it's great. Alright, so the next time... He drags his 75-year-old butt to New York City to perform. Are you, are you going to come with me? Yes. Nah, you won't. No, for real, I will. And he'll and he's only he'll be 72 in July. No, I thought he was older than that. Anyway, getting off topic. So, a PQ River hosted it and he provided a lot of like interesting uh you know, descriptions of the different hosts and you know, he did a very good job. He also edited this monstrosity of a uh, an audio file. And, you know, Frank was on it a bunch of times. Um, uh, what, what are the other guys? Bob and... Um, oh, uh, Smidge. <laughs> yeah, Smidge was Neil. on it. Was it yes, Neil? Neil from Ireland was on it. I... I couldn't understand anything he was saying. I only listened to our part. What? Come on! What kind of you? No community uh, from you. <laughs> well, I wanted to see what we said. God. Uh, anyway, so what I say is, like a lot of those guys who who we've talked about and I've listened to a bunch of times, the real pros. Uh, along with us, did like very short clips or whatever. And then there were some other people who, rather than talking about like what, you know, what they were doing like 10 years ago, talking about the overnight scape, whatever, they just went on and rambled um, for like an hour. Well, that's what they do. I know, but like the rest of us kind of just, you know, did this like 10, 15 minute thing. And then there were like three or four people who just went on for like an hour. <laughs> Where's Brian Jude? 
Which uh, he, he's, he's vanished. He hasn't vanished. He's making a movie. I know, but where is he? He's not doing podcasts or... Maybe you should, like, email him and find out. You email him. Why should I... Why should I email him? I went to his fundraiser. He didn't even show up. <laughs> I had to do something. I did pro- not... I, I guarantee I know what you were doing. I did... What? You were probably on the toilet for three hours. <laughs> Listening to Rodriguez. <laughs> I was. Unable to have the crap come out. <laughs> I sit there with my headphones waiting for it to come out. With headphones? Yeah. Why do you have to have headphones on in the bathroom? How am I going to hear the music? You don't have a radio? My phone. But it's so, the the, the speaker is so small, I can't hear it over the flushing. (laughs) (laughs) I need the headphones. Oh, my God. Why don't you get, like, a dock? Oh, that's right. You don't have an iPhone. No. Do you? I have one from work. Uh, I mean, I gotta say, as much as I hate Apple, and um, either in this episode or the next one, I'm going to talk about a show I went to, and, and, and as a result, how much I hate Apple... Um, even though I hate them, the iPhone has a very, very good speaker. Yes. Not, my iPhone 3G didn't. Well, this is a 5. It sounded like a mosquito is, in my okay, ear. Okay, well, this is an iPhone 5. This is several years of technological uh, improvement here. A one, I'm just a saying. A one millimeter speaker is a one millimeter speaker. I'm just saying, compared to my Android, it sounds much better. All right. But that's about the only good thing about the Android. <laughs> that's right. All right. So uh, anyway, anyway, so what 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 are we doing here? All right. So we so overnight scape central. Yes. All right. So we're, we're done with that. So uh, we're moving on. We've got a lot of stuff to cover here. Celebrity deaths. If you want to start with that, fine. All right. We have two. I'm gonna have some chips. Uh. Okay. What kind? Pringles? No. This says... The brand is Food Should Taste Good. (laughs) It's a long brand. All natural tortilla chips, multi-grain. Wow. And and where did you buy that? I think these were from Stop and Shop. What is it called? Food Should Taste Good? Yeah. Never heard of it. Denver, Colorado. Well, um, you, well, wait, if it comes from Denver, Colorado, you know what's in it. Uh, cores? Drugs. Oh, oh, you mean marijuana? No, I'm kidding. Kidding, I'm kidding. I don't care. Um. Alright, celebrity deaths. Celebrity deaths. What, what are the ingredients? Um. If there's more than three ingredients, it's junk. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few. Maltodextrin. Sunflower and sesame ingredients, and then all kinds of other garbage. Oh, boy. MSG. Stone stone ground corn, high oleic sunflower oil and or safflower oil and or canola oil, brown rice flour, flax seeds, cane sugar, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds. Wait a minute. Why do they have to put sugar in in corn chips? 
quinoa. I don't know what that is. Sea quinoa. salt. Okay, and it's rosemary ex- extract. All right. Well, other than the sugar, it's not bad. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. All right. So all I know is you open the bag and like a third of it is is chips and the rest is air. <laughs> That's right. Celebrity Deaths, PawnStevenson.com. I am Rob. You are Greg. Celebrity Deaths. We have born September 23rd, 1920. Died April 6th, 2014. 93 years old. And he was in movies and stuff. Mickey Rooney. Didn't he die? Wasn't he already dead? Evidently not. <laughs> I swore that we did a celebrity death with Mickey Rooney. No. Perhaps we were, um, I don't know, a bit ahead of ourselves with that. I don't, we've, we've never mentioned Mickey Rooney ever in any episode. Never? Never. Why would we? <laughs> we've mentioned him. <laughs> we haven't. So anyway... This man is not dead, but now he is dead. He's dead. Dead. Mickey Rooney. I mean, he's... As I've said before in previous episodes on PawnerStevenson.com, we are into many things that that were before our time, but he was just way before our time. I mean, I even, like, I I just never got in. I'm I'm very unfamiliar with him and his work. I know the Um, name... What? I know his name, but I just don't know all the little... Well, he was a little guy. (sighs) Right. He was five feet two. He was Judy Garland's boyfriend, briefly, or something. He was married to Ava Gardner for a couple of years. Who's that? Uh, She was an actress from the 30s and 40s. Um, I know Ava Gabor. Oh, apparently he's married eight times. What? Yep. Jeez. Eight, and he had nine children. Uh, wow. So, um, his actual his actual name was Joseph Yule Jr. <laughs> Joe Yule, like Yule Tide. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was. You know, he was. He goes all the way back to vaudeville. Yeah. But yeah, he was like a child, teenage actress. Uh, yeah, uh, actor with um, you know, with uh, like Judy Garland and all. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's dead. Yeah, he was in many um, many old movies. He, I think, he was. Uh, was he in the boxer? Was that him? I don't no, that was Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. <laughs> no. Uh, he was in... I'm trying to think now from the 40s. He was in Men of Boys Town. Never heard of it. And that was a well-known movie, I guess. I mean, this guy was in so many movies going back to the 30s. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm just trying to see. Well, he was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. He was in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, which is the angry video game nerd James Rolfe's favorite movie. Wow. Um, he 
yeah. I'm looking at these other ones, and I'm I'm not really is not really ringing a bell. Somehow it was in the Black Stallion. I kind of remember that. Never heard of it. He was a voice in the Fox and the Hound. That was a Disney movie. Never heard of it. You remember the Fox and no, the Hound? I'm kidding. I, yeah, I know. He I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. Apparently, he had a voice in the Care Bears movie. <laughs> What was it? Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. Yeah. Apparently a Chris Columbus uh, cartoon that he was in. Motion picture. Yes. Was that based on the video game or was the video game based on that? No. It's the, the video game, the, the Nintendo Entertainment System game was based on an old comic strip. Oh. Well, the movie must have been based on that. Yeah. I did not know that. Anyway, uh, Eva Gabor is dead. Yeah, so. 1995. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Still alive. Not dead. Not dead. 97. Older than Stan Lee. <sighs> and, and older than Larry Storage. Wow. Yeah. Both of whom we've met. That's right. Now we have to meet Zsa Zsa Gabor. That's <laughs> The circle will be complete. Ah, God. All right. Anyway, all right. So, so Mickey uh, Rooney's dead. Mickey Rooney. Next, we have a big one. Mm. Born June sixteenth, nineteen fifty-nine. Died April eighth, twenty fourteen. He was fifty-four years old. Mm. James Helwig. James Helwig. Do you know James Helwig? Yes. You do? Yes, he was the warrior! The ultimate warrior! The ultimate warrior! WWF, ultimate warrior. It's no surprise that he got a heart attack considering he talked like this all the time! (laughs) So he, um... He... He wrestled in the WWF... World Wrestling Federation, uh, I, I guess beginning in 1987 to right. 1991. So that was right, right, right in the heart of our childhood there. Yeah, I mean, he came out of nowhere. And which was, I mean, I shouldn't say came out of nowhere. I mean, it was, it was a similar, a, um, a, an, a usual occurrence with the WWF in that day was, you know, they would get these guys who would who had wrestled professionally in different other smaller promotions for many years, and they would just, you know, rather than just kind of work their way through, like Vince McMahon would just like shoot them right to the top. Yeah, you know, so kind of always change, so it you know it didn't really get stale. Yeah, you know. Type of thing, yeah. But he showed up, and um, you know, he, uh, he he was just kind of exploded on the scene uh, to the point where I guess it was 1990 that he wrestled. You know, the famous thing was WrestleMania six when he wrestled uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. For the WWF Championship, he was the Intercontinental. Um, champion. Right. Which, what does that even mean? I don't 
now. That was like the second. They, they, that was like the next belt down. Was the right. Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. And um. Yeah, he um. Yeah, that was a, a match for the ages. Yeah. <laughs> and what that was back to brother. Yeah, brother. And that was back in the day where the main events at those those pay per views would take like like forty five minutes. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. They'd be laying unconscious oh, in the yeah. ring, and then yeah, they were worn around. out. You know, laying in the ring. <laughs> and I was watching. You know, it's 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 funny. It's kind of somewhat ironic. I was at the digital press store uh, for the Nava uh, last month, and it was a wrestling theme because it was WrestleMania 30 uh, that was coming up, 30th anniversary of WrestleMania. And the Ultimate Warrior was being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes, that's right. And the story kind of behind that was that he had, not only was he on the outs with the WWF, but he was like a pariah within professional wrestling. You know, he hadn't worked a major, you know, promotion since 15 years. Well, this says... He was in WCW. This says he wrestled in the WWF from 1987 to 1991. Yeah. And then again from 1992 to 1996. Yeah. Then he had... Uh, I believe during which... Um, <laughs> I'm reading this and I remember this. Not only... Remember, remember when we had Dennis, our friend Dennis, on the show and we were talking oh. about the... The yeah. video where the Ultimate Warrior was lured into the the basement by Jake the Snake, and then he was bitten by all the snakes. <laughs> right, the rubber snake. There was another uh, angle where Papa Shango, uh, real name Charles Wright, uh, he was a witch doctor. <laughs> and he cast a spell over the Ultimate Warrior, and he would cause him to convulse and vomit all of these crazy colors. Colored liquid. <laughs> I had stopped watching it by that point. <laughs> well, this is in 1992. I had stopped watching it by that point. But I, I kind of remember this. And it's this is when, I mean, it was so, everything that McMahon was doing was so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so he stopped wrestling in, in the WWF in 96. Yeah. Then he no, was he... in the WCW in 1998. And then he... Retired. Well, he, yeah, he was going back and forth. He had retired for several years earlier, and he had kind of gone back and forth. And he was in the WCW. Yeah, but he was. But literally, he was he was in it for like a month. Oh, really? <laughs> well, so <laughs> yeah. So, supposedly, was... he officially retired from professional wrestling in 1998. That was yeah. it. He was done. Other than this one other random match in Spain, that was it. He was done. Yeah, the thing with him is. Again, he, like, his whole thing with this, the warrior, warrior nation, like, he trademarked everything. And the problem with him was... He changed his name legally to Warrior. Yeah, I know. And his children's children's last names are Warrior. Oh, boy. Remember he was saying that he was... Yeah, but and then he became this real hardcore conservative and... You know, all this nonsense. And, And I think he was saying he was a lawyer, I forget. But anyway... Um, the the problem he had with the pro wrestling was 
he basically was like thrown out of wrestling. Why? And be- because he was he was he the problem with him was, and I, I I've said this with people. He had this this great period of time there in the WWF for about three years. After which his whole gimmick grew old. I mean, the whole thing with him yelling and screaming and running into the ring and spitting this, you know, colored stuff and shaking the ropes and, <laughs> you know, like he he was you know he was steroided up and everything, but he yeah. he didn't have a a very good wrestling. Um, you know, arsenal. And the other problem was he he was too one-dimensional. He was this crazy warrior character, and that was it. And, and he had the, the his face was all painted to yeah. look like he was wearing a mask. Yeah, and if he was in a match that lasted longer than like three minutes, all the paint would, you know, sweat <laughs> off. That's right. And he had the big crazy like eighties glam yeah. rock hair. Right. Mm. Um the thing, the problem with him was, he at some point, like there in the in the mid to late nineties, he demanded like Hulk Hogan level money, and he just didn't warrant that. No, no. Ultimate Warrior was huge. I know, but this is like six, seven, five years in wrestling is like eons. Yeah. You know, people don't want to see the same character over and over again unless it's like somebody that's comedic or something like that. And he wasn't. He so wasn't me, funny. So let me ask you a question. So thinking back on those years where you and I watched wrestling growing up. Yeah. And we were both young children at the time. Mid-1980s. So... I'm 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 thinking about this, and I'm just wondering what. So okay, we we had a wrestler like the Ultimate Warrior. Yes. He just he just came onto the scene one day, and hey, it's the Ultimate Warrior, and uh, and and we and like the the children loved him. They went right. crazy for him. But I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, well. All of a sudden, this this character, this wrestler, shows up out of nowhere. All of the children gravitate toward him and love him. But why, though? What do you, what do you mean, why? Like, all of a sudden, hey, here's a new wrestler. Oh my god, we love him, he's so cool. It's like, well, why did we love him so much? Yeah, but that's just how kids are. I mean... There, I mean, after that, I could tell you so many wrestlers who were just awful and, and stupid kids still like them. I know, but it's not like he came out and did some amazing, cool move, no, and it's just, like, wow, we, it's just like, oh, look, here's a new guy, we love him. Yeah, he was just, you know, he was the new, fresh thing, basically. I guess. But yeah, so he, um, he was out, and I remember him doing, like, documentaries and stuff where he was bad-mouthing the wrestling business and, and this and that, and apparently unbeknownst to, to a lot of people that he had some kind of a you know some kind of reconciliation with the WWE and so they, they you know they inducted him into the Hall of Fame and he appeared in at the re, at the WrestleMania and the Monday Night Raw the next night and then the following morning he collapsed and died but there was people so, were saying so wait a minute so he was at this Hall of Fame thing yeah 
So, and Vince McMahon was there? I don't know if he was there. Because I think Vince McMahon got his revenge and, and, and poisoned the Ultimate Warrior. No, I don't. <laughs> at the, uh, at the Hall of Fame thing. Or maybe, or Jake the Snake, maybe one of the snakes bit him. I don't think so. The Venom. No? no, no. He had he had really bad heart disease, and from what? Well, you know, he's a bodybuilder. Well, uh, heart, you know, steroids and oh. you know, cholesterol, whatever. I mean, it, it, they could tell like you, when he appeared. I mean, he was like short of breath, and he just looked terrible. His brain red. Yeah, and, and so what people were assuming was that he made this deal with the WWE so that they could, you know, give him some kind of, you know... Essentially, he made a deal so that they could use... They had the rights to his likeness, basically. You know, so he can appear in their video games and, you know, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. And in return, basically, you know, the proceeds will go to his wife and, and his daughters who were, or, you know, I don't know, like young teenagers... You know, because otherwise, uh, where was he? Gonna, you know, I don't. I, the guy probably didn't have very much money at all. No, no. So, um, you know, I think that that's kind of why they, um, you know, why they did that. And um, you know, uh, did you see what I sent you? Uh, what are you sending me? What is this? <laughs> I know, I saw the video. I saw this live because people were talking about it, so I'm like, All right, I'll turn this on. He looks like... So I, I, I just sent Greg a link to a picture, a still shot from what we were just talking about, the Ultimate Warrior's last appearance the day before he died. And his face is done up, it's, it's painted up like in that mask-looking thing. And I'm, I'm looking at this picture. I don't know. Maybe it's just a bad screen. No, his, his face wasn't painted. It, it's like, it's just a mask. Oh. Well, he just looks ridiculous. I know. Well, he's wearing a suit with this, like, <laughs> stupid coat Yeah. over it. Well, ah, whatever. Whatever. He's dead. Yeah, well. Another I mean, it's, it's wrestler. Another, yeah, I know. They're, they're just pretty suit. Like, I, I'm serious. In, a, like, five more years... 10 more years, 99% of the wrestlers <laughs> we grew up with are go- all going to be dead. Well, it's funny. I I was saying to people, if you go back to the 1980s, um, particularly, like say, the mid to late 1980s when it really exploded, um, you can count literally on one hand the number of, like, main headliner guys who are still alive. Yeah. You know, it's like Hulk Hogan... Um, Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, uh, maybe Sting. You know, he was, although he was more in the early 90s, got big, but <laughs> I'm just trying to think of I don't, I, I, it's like nobody else. I don't know. Like Ted DiBiase, you know? Ricky Steamboat. No, he nah, he wasn't a he was he wasn't that big. No, nah, he was big at the time. Coco nah, Beware, really. no, <laughs> Coco 
is not big. Big John Stud. He's dead. I know. Dead for years. Well, um. So yeah. the Ultimate Warrior. He. Yeah. James Helwig. He wrestled under the name the Ultimate Warrior. Legally changed his name to Warrior. He also supposedly wrestled under the names Jim Justice, the Dingo, <laughs> the Dingo Warrior. Okay. And Blade Runner Rock. All right. Never heard of him. Anyway, next. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior dead. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> real fast, uh, mini update. We talk about another dead celebrity, uh, Paul Walker. Yeah. You know, from the Fast and the Furious. Right. So, apparently, um, you know, remember you, you, we were kind of wondering, like, how would they finish this movie that he was doing? And so, essentially, since they say he shot, he already had shot most, most of his scenes, mm. that they're going to use his two brothers. <laughs> what? To, to fill in in some fashion. <laughs> they look nothing like him. Uh, I mean, the one does look a, look a lot like him, except he has, like, really, really, like, big ears. <laughs> so what are they going to do? The other one doesn't look like him at all. I know. Oh, man. Uh, that's, that That is just stupid. Oh, well. So, um... <clears throat> I had a, um... A YouTube star I was going to mention, I've been wanting to mention for a while. Do it. <laughs> okay. Like I need your permission. <laughs> um okay, this Go ahead, shoot. Shoot. Uh his name is Danny McAvoy. Alright. M C E V O Y. His YouTube account is called one word The Walrus Was Danny. Hold on, what Danny what? McAvoy. How do you spell it? How is it spelled? M C E V O Y. Alright. The Walrus was Danny. Got it. So this guy is a Liverpool um like street musician. You know, he sits on the sidewalk in Liverpool and plays Beatles songs and you know other you know sixties uh, cover songs, mostly Beatles. He's old. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a little old. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just saying he's he's yeah, he's, and so he wears this like aged. yeah, he wears this gigantic flat cap. Yeah, and um, he looks a little weird <laughs> in a good um, way. Yeah, so he's from Liverpool, and he also has a young daughter. I don't know how old she is, nine or ten, and she actually sings very good. Her name is Jazzy. 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 Like DJ Jazzy Jeff? Yes. And the Fresh Prince. Is that who she's named after? I don't know. <laughs> Her name is Jasmine. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, um, so they've been on YouTube for many years. And, you know me, I'm always looking for cover songs. You know, people doing cover songs. And, I mean, this guy does... This guy has... It's unbelievable. He has... Let me count this. Where the hell's the list of videos he has? <laughs> God, YouTube. You just, I know. You have to 
They they don't tally it up. He also has a Facebook page. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Danny Dash McAvoy. Um, and I think we have a like of him on um, the Paunch site, but if <laughs> he has this picture of him from like the '80s, yeah. and he looks like like one of those like flock of seagulls kind of guys, you know, <laughs> with the big. Uh, the hair sticking up and the bangs and everything. The cure. That was the cure. I don't know. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, those... yeah like Duran Duran or something like that. Right. Uh, so yeah, he does. He posts the videos on on um, on YouTube also. But anyway, this guy's got hundreds, I think, of videos. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, he covers everything. Look, he did a, a cover of Queenie I. Oh boy! Which we talked about. Yeah, the new um, McCartney song. So he he has the daughter there, and they do a lot of uh, you know songs where women's song. He does a lot of a Fleetwood Mac stuff with her. Mm. Um, I mean, they're terrific. And at the end of the song, he spends like thirty seconds talking about the song, and you know a little background on the the original musician. I mean, a little difficult to tell what he's saying, but <laughs> so where is he from? Liverpool. That's right, mate. Yeah. He's like, I'm, um, like, I'm gonna hey, sit here playing my guitar. <laughs> sit here playing my guitar. That's um, right. that's right, love. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like a, com- a, a, a you know, a combination of uh, Lennon and Harrison. Really? Yeah, like if you combine them, but anyway. I'm not singing wise, I just mean it's his speech. Right, yeah. But he sings very well. How come sings George Harrison always sounded like somebody was choking him? All the cigarettes. <laughs> when when he spoke. It's like, like loosen your throat or something. What is it? Like, why are you talking like that? He had like, he had like a very big teeth. Yeah. He had like a small head, small <laughs> jaw, but these big teeth. So not, I mean, it was difficult for him to talk. He was a pinhead. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm not bad. I like George. Of course, I love George Harrison, but he just talked so strangely. I'm the, I'm the, hello there. I'm the ghost of George Harrison. Who's even more? Is like this, like ooh. <laughs> and then Ringo, oh, Ringo. Peace and love. Peace and love. And then McCartney and I was like, Ooh. Yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> when you talk like Paul, it's it's pretty simple. You have to kind of t- you have to talk, you know, with your lips pursed together. Why does he do that? Because <laughs> he has that stupid that face that he makes, like <laughs> the ooh face. Yeah, with his eyes like. You know, he's bug-eyed and... He's, like, swinging his head back and forth. Well, man. (laughs) (laughs) They all had strange mannerisms, except... Well, Harrison, he was, like, like a stone statue (laughs) when he performed. The guy didn't move. The quiet one. Quiet? He was the... The silent uh, mannequin. (laughs) Starring Andrew McCarthy. (laughs) Yes. Um... Yes. Uh, who was in the second mannequin? I forget. It was the Herman's Head guy. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, man. Kim anyway. Cattrall. 
Huh? Kim Cattrall. In the first one, yes. Yeah. It's me, Kim Cattrall. From, uh, what's that stupid show that she was on? Sex and the oh, City. Sex and the City. Ugh. Can you believe there was a sequel? The prequel? Oh, is that what it was? Well, no, yeah, no, they made two movies. Yeah. The original. No, there's a sequel on the WCW, whatever the hell that is. No, no, is no, it... no, I'm talking about Mannequin. I, oh, yes, yeah, no, I just said that before. What are you talking a second about? One. I'm talking about Sex in the City. Oh, oh, yeah, right, there's a prequel, yeah. Why? Carrie's Diaries. Nobody's, come on, nobody yeah, is terrible. watching that. Terrible. Um... Yeah, so, um, he's very good. You should check him out. Hey, you should check him out, man. Andrew McCarthy? No, Danny McAvoy. Oh, yeah. The walrus was Danny. Danny McAvoy. YouTube.com slash the walrus was Danny. The walrus was Danny. He does all the British invasion stuff. The searchers. The, oh, yeah. this I mean, I'm uh, telling you, it's unbelievable how many <laughs> videos this guy puts out. Pink Floyd, Roy Orbison. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it's Traffic, not British invasion, but Mamas and the Papas. Uh, Burt Bacharach. Yeah, all that stuff. Stevie Wonder, Manfred Mann, Sonny yeah. and Cher. Uh, David Bowie, Rod Stewart. Some of these people have never... Who the hell are the marbles? Never heard of them. Simon and Garfunkel, The Kinks. Rolling Stones. Yes. Wow. Wait, he anyway. does... Wait, 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 wait. I'm looking at... I'm not going to listen to it now, but he does an acoustic guitar version Cat of... Stevens. A, an acoustic guitar version of Paul McCartney, Pipes of Peace. Really? I'm going to have to hear that later. Why, is that not a good song? I don't remember. No, it's... it's eh. I like it. I mean, it's it's a little corny, but I like it. But to hear it an acoustic version, that that would be very interesting. Because mm. Paul McCartney did it on piano originally. So I'm curious to hear what that sounds like. I called it piano. <laughs> Is that more than one piano? I guess so. I'm go, you're going to play it only, piano. <laughs> All right, uh, next. Um, so, you got all this craziness going on, right, with, um, with Russia and the Ukraine. Hmm. 
So the only reason I'm going to mention this is apparently Steven Zagal. I mean, this guy's a traitor. I know. He is a traitor. I mean, he is like the he's like the Russian ambassador to like I don't know, something or other <laughs> physical fitness, which makes no sense. I mean, the guy's in awful shape. <laughs> So he's an ambassador like Tammy Aaron. <laughs> what was she ambassador? Remember, she was an ambassador for something. I don't know. Where? What happened? She? I mean, she like vanished. Did she get put in jail? No. Well, then I don't know. She's no, taking, I mean, she's on she, hiatus. She did our interview, and then she and then appeared. That was it. In, and then, yeah, and then no, then she appeared in Las Vegas at some like party, mm. and then disappeared. It was. It's the paunch luck. We we did her in. Anyway, right? So um, yeah. So uh, Sagal is like best friends now with Vladimir Putin, who is like you know this Russian like dictator, and um, it, it's ridiculous. It's he, uh, he sold it's, out the country. It's uh, I I speak with 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 Russian accent now. I am spending so much time in Russia. I speak with Russian accent now. Very zen. <laughs> I'm, I, uh, uh, I'm I'm going to take you to the to the play, to the bank. I'm going to take you to the bank. <laughs> the uh, the vodka bank. <laughs> hey, it is a uh, it, it is me, uh, Gino Fellino. Uh, I, I, I break a, a, a vodka hey. bottle over your head. In in Soviet Russia, ponytail strangle you. <laughs> I don't know. Why what is he in Russia? Why, why is he obsessed with Russia? Because they f- bankroll all his garbage movies. <laughs> Why do they love him so much? I don't know. <laughs> because Putin, Putin is trying thinks he's like some martial artist, you know. <laughs> I'm sure he'd have Chuck Norris over there, but Norris is too insane. Mm-hmm. We should get him on the show. Mm. He'll never do it unless we start like talking about like um uh, you know, like the Bible and all kinds of like you know, right-wing stuff, that he won't appear. Who, Vladimir Putin? No, Chuck Norris. Oh. Yeah, they're all crazy. Uh, yeah, so Steven Zagal is a traitor. That should be his next movie, The Traitor. <laughs> the Traitor. Steven Zagal uh, as Benedict Arnold. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> um, give me liberty or give me death. Oh, that wasn't Benedict Arnold. <laughs> no, that was like Nathaniel Hale or something. Hawthorne. No. Hale. Fillion. I don't know. <laughs> Nathan Fillion. Um. All right, I have a, a music update. Okay. So when you and I were in high school, school, I was very into the alternative rock band Nirvana. Never heard of them. Well, it was three guys. 
thought it was four. Three main guys. Oh. So Discounting uh, Pat Schmier. <laughs> well, he, he they they added him later, but yeah. but he didn't play on the albums. But um, <clears throat> so it was Kurt Cobain, Dave Grohl, yes. Chris Novoselic, and and eventually later on for the live shows, Pat Smear. So twenty years. Yeah, so then Kurt Cobain supposedly killed himself in 1994. Supposedly, I'm just saying it's it's legend has it he killed himself in 1994. Okay, uh, and um, so yeah, so that was 20 years ago, 2014. Yes, 1994 is 20 years ago. Yes. So very recently, several days ago. Nirvana was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. And what they usually do when they have these... When they... Induct, somebody's dead. Huh? When somebody's dead. Well, when someone's dead. No, but when they induct a band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they have them play, right? Yeah. They have them play. Live. Look, we, 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 we reunited this old band. Isn't this yeah, they so play cool? like two songs and yeah. then... Some and then like some of the other uh, rock and roll Hall of Famers come out and play with them, whatever. Yeah. So in this case, Kurt Cobain's dead. Yes. So what are they gonna do? You, they they reunited the drummer Dave Grohl, the bass player Chris Novoselic, Pat yeah. Smear on guitar. They don't have the the main guitarist and the singer. What are they gonna do? Right. So, huh? Don't know. So they came up with this bright idea. Oh boy. They reunited the guys. They're up on stage. They're playing. So one of their biggest hits was Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yes. Huge hit. Did they have Weird Al sing it? They should have. <laughs> that would have been amazing. They should have. But uh, no. They didn't even have Paul McCartney sing it. Well, they've already played with McCartney. It was terrible. No, no, I liked it. No. But anyway, but, but so... This is like almost it's 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 like a dream. It's like it it did it didn't it's so stupid that it didn't even happen. I thought this wasn't broadcast yet. I saw it. How do you see it? YouTube. Oh, <laughs> come I... on. So anyway, it's so dumb that it's that 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 it it has to be a dream. Yet it actually happened in real life. You got okay. you got the three guys. And to replace Kurt Cobain on lead vocal and guitar, they brought out 55-year-old, 56-year-old Joan Jett. Oh, yeah, I heard about it. And I'm like, all right, Joan all right, all right. Jett. Right, so, so I'm thinking, right, I haven't watched it yet. I'm just thinking to myself, all right, you know what? I like Joan Jett. I like her old songs. She was a, <laughs> a, a, a big-time rocker. You know, that... A totally different genre i know but big time rocker had the the great energetic loud screaming voice and and yeah. just like you know what this could actually work no i went <laughs> i went on youtube searched oh, nirvana joan jet all right let me i'm so excited nirvana's reunited you got this classic great rocker filling in for kurt yeah. cobain i clicked the video
man. It was horrendous. Oh, no. Come on! Honestly, The band was playing fine. Her, she had no energy. It was like she took sleeping pills or something. Uh, well, she's trying to do the grunge thing. <laughs> slow it down. No, but it was like she wasn't even moving. She like kept uh, staring at her fingers, like playing the right. I didn't know the songs. Exactly. Well, she's singing like I, I swear to God, I could have jumped up on that stage completely <laughs> unrehearsed and sounded better. So, look, look, it could have been worse. It could have. Had- Courtney Love. It gets worse. It gets worse. So she comes out. She sings a song. She she sings "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Another video clip. They bring out um uh this this lordy person. Oh, lordy or lord or the the we could be royals or whatever this horrible song is. The British girl. Yeah, she gets up. She first of all, she looks like a hobo. (laughs) <laughs> but she gets up there. It's like sixteen. I, I don't know. She gets up there. I mean, I don't. She looks like a hobo. Who cares? She gets up there. They sing for the, Nirvana though. For Nirvana, they sing. She the, was in the live when when I when know. they ended. So they play the song "All Apologies," oh, and God. she's doing all these like weird vocal ticks and all these uh. you know like this stupid. Uh, gimmicky singing that they do now yeah and it's just like no no just sing it regular why are you like you know doing all these stupid vocal dumb things like just sing it regular So that was horrible. <laughs> Which I knew. I mean, I come on. I knew it's going to be horrible. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go and see. Uh, um, oh, by the way, Hall and Oates were inducted. Really? Yes, Daryl Hall and John Oates. Ah, well, they they are. They deserve it. They deserve. Yeah, they deserve. Yeah. So, last but not least, then also what? Peter Gabriel, eh. who I hate. It's boring. Uh, Kiss was inducted, but since they couldn't all agree to perform with each other, they didn't perform. <laughs> well, because, uh, what, what's, what's the guy's Gene name? Simmons. A- A- Ace Freely. Well, Ace Freely and Peter Chris. Ace Freely's, uh, t- too busy at Chiller Theater. Nah. They hate each other, so they didn't perform. Uh, Linda Ronstadt was inducted. Mm. Um. She doesn't care. I- huh? She doesn't care. Oh, no, no, no. I, and look, I love Lynn Ronson, but the problem is she has a, a Parkinson's disease. Yeah. No, 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 but I'm, I'm saying... I'm not, I'm not saying I don't care. I'm saying she doesn't care. 
No, I'm sure she cares. But she doesn't. I'm... She doesn't care. Okay, but what I'm saying is she has Parkinson's disease, and it affects her vocal cords, and she can't sing. She hasn't been able to sing in several years. It's very unfortunate. I mean, the woman was tremendous voice. Well, they could have gotten Joan Jett to sing for oh, her. Ugh. Ugh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I'm, so, I'm sure somebody performed her songs. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, in terms of this performers, Cat Stevens. <laughs> really? Or whatever he called himself now. He was inducted. And now Cat Stevens, who converted to Islam many years ago, 30 years ago, changed his name. He's a traitor. Uh, no, he's not a traitor. I'm kidding. What do you mean a traitor. He's not even American. Um, Wait, what? He's British. Oh, well, then forget it. So, Cat Stevens, who, as you recall, our ninth grade English teacher was very fond of. <laughs> he was fond of all that stuff. Oh, but he loved Cat Stevens. Hey, you guys ever heard of Cat Stevens? <laughs> Durr. Yeah. Uh, no, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you better listen to him. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Cat Stevens, but he was, you know, he's like, oh, I'm Mr. Islam. I shun all music. So he refused to play music for like 20 years. And it was about 10 years ago that he got back into it. And, and I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago that he started playing the Cat Stevens music again, which I'm very grateful because, you know, I could turn on TV or YouTube and see him performing. And I love the Cat Stevens songs. Yeah, I mean, the, the the man had so many incredible, really written songs back in that time. It's unbelievable. Um, he was inducted. Also, they inducted Brian Epstein. What? He's been dead for forty years. Why? I don't know. He was uh, no. He was uh, the non-performers uh, Amit Erdogan Award. Who's Amit Erdogan? He was the chairman of Atlantic Records. Never heard of him. For many years. Okay, well, no. Uh, Have and, you heard and of him? Andrew Lug Oldham. Uh, British guy. He was the... I don't even inf- know what you're saying anymore. He the was syllables. He was inducted. He was the infamous uh, first original manager of the Rolling Stones. Okay. Uh, you know, when they became big. Before, uh, he's also... Before Alan Klein? I guess, yeah, I guess. I guess. That was the Beatles. And the Rolling Stones. No, I don't know. Uh, anyway, in the mid-60s. So, uh, and he's also on the Underground Garage channel on the Sirius XM radio. I listen to him all the time. He has, he's, I mean, the guy has so many great stories from back then. Yeah. Does he, uh, does he play any Eddie Money songs? I don't know. Why would he? On that still Classic rock. Why would he? Eddie, Eddie Money. It's classic rock. No, it's Underground Garage. Oh, whatever. Anyway, uh, and also uh, given an award for musical excellence, the E Street Band. (laughs) And you know who who fronts that band? Max Weinberg. Hey, no, son, Max, it's me, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. The uh, the Southern New Jerseyan. Howdy. (laughs) George W. Bush. Howdy, it's me, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Howdy. Well, well, it's me, Eddie Money. We're going to go to the rodeo. Eddie Money would not be in the Hall of Fame. What are you kidding me? The guy had two songs. <laughs> no, he had like three. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> take me to paradise. Two no, two tickets to paradise and take me home tonight. Okay, I'm mixing the two of them up because they're so similar. That's he, it. He must have had at least one other one. I I don't think so. No. <laughs> two was he at the paradise? <laughs> Come on. No, was I, he I at Chiller? It. I don't remember. He was supposed to be, but then remember, he never showed up. But you saw him there, didn't you? Oh, that, that guy. The fake Eddie Money. <laughs> Who is not claiming to be Eddie Money at all. You just bestowed that upon he him. He looked like him. And he had a guitar. He did have a guitar, but he, he wouldn't admit to playing it. <laughs> True. So anyway, uh, so last but not least, so you had Joan Jett, you had Lordy. Yeah. And then Nirvana's still up there, and then you had so they they keep rotating out these singers. Boy, so then worse. You, yeah, so then you had one of Kurt Cobain's idols, yeah. Sonic Youth frontwoman Kim Gordon, gets up on okay. stage. Why is there all women? I I don't know. Kurt Cobain <laughs> didn't sound like a woman at all. <laughs> I know the farthest from it. I. Well, whatever. So why one don't of they his... just have Bob Dylan do it? <laughs> so, um... Maybe you could have caught him on a night... You know, like, Bob Dylan changes songs every time he plays them? Yeah. Like, radically, where you don't even know what the hell he's singing? Right. Maybe you would have caught him on that night, he would have sang it correctly. <laughs> Maybe. Just out of chance. So, he... um... So Kim Gordon gets up, one of Kurt Cobain's idols, okay. Sonic Youth, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right. She has to, come on, she has to do a good, she's, it, you know, this big indie rocker, longtime indie rocker, she has to do a good job. That was the worst out of all of them. <laughs> so she's know. singing one of their songs called Aneurysm. Okay. She's like screeching like Yoko Ono. <laughs> I don't know what she. Was. <laughs> then halfway to so so again if if whoever's listening if you're interested go to YouTube.com type Nirvana Kim Gordon. Yeah. Watch the video about three minutes in three minutes three minutes ten seconds in she's doing her Yoko Ono <laughs> screeching. She trips okay. and falls on her butt on stage. <laughs> And then starts rolling around on the stage to try to like oh, cover it up, no. like she meant to do it on purpose. It was just, oh my god! Oh, it was what is just Michael J. Like, Fox. It was yeah, it was just horrible, horrible. Uh, then here's the crazy come on, thing. More. Then afterwards, I guess they must have been <clears throat> they must have been performing this in New York. Yeah. So afterwards, uh, they did this. They did this secret show at, at a club, at like a little bar in Brooklyn. Oh God! So they packed up all the instruments. They went to this little bar in Brooklyn. It was invitation only. Oh boy! So it was friends, family, uh, some some press people, and there were about a hundred people in the crowd. Hundred and fifty people in the crowd. And same same deal. So they got up there. Joan Jett did um, Small Like Teen Spirit and In Bloom. Again? With the band. Again. Sounded equally as bad. Ugh. 
and then then this this woman Annie who 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 goes by the name Saint Vincent she okay. gets up there and sings some songs sounds terrible then this guy from Dinosaur Jr gets up there takes the Kurt Cobain spot sings a couple uh. songs then um and then Kim Gordon again so it was uh, it was just and there were a whole bunch. Supposedly, there were a whole bunch of people like crowded around outside, listening to the music, trying to get in. They couldn't get in, and then I don't know. Boy, how do you know all this? You... I I read it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wait a minute. We could have gone. We could have gone to this thing in Brooklyn. Why would you? Well, that. Well, I'm glad I didn't now because that's you know it sounded terrible, but. At the time, I would have been very excited. Uh, but I don't know why. Why would you be excited? Looks I could meet the guys from Nirvana. Ugh. Maybe if they had let me in, right? I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we always like meeting the celebrities. But what I'm getting at is, at least to me, Nirvana was Kurt Cobain. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, I know the other guys contributed, but, like, he was the band. Like, in his. Yeah, right. Not just, you know, how he, you know, whether they wrote the music or whatever, but, like, his voice was the music. Yeah. Of Nirvana. I mean, you don't see anybody going around touring as, quote, John Lennon. You know, <laughs> well, I mean. No. Why would somebody? <laughs> I I know you know what I mean. I, I'm just saying that, you know what? Like his voice was the band. You know, it's great that they make some music with McCartney and these other people, whatever. But if you're not going to get now, I don't mean you need him. Don't get me wrong. But like for instance, you know, like Mike Massey has played with some of those guys from Boston. He does a very good job. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't sound like Brad Delp, but close. Um, you know, um. Journey has that Philippian guy who sounds exactly like Steve Perry. Right. Um, there's a couple of other 80s bands that are doing that now. Um, you know, Foreigner has a guy that sounds just like... Uh, what the heck's that guy's name? Mick Jones, I think. Don't know. No, Lou. Uh, Lou, Lou Graham. Foreigner. Um, so, you know, just as an example. But you would need somebody to at least sound like... <laughs> Cobain. <laughs> I know. Well, it's impossible. Uh, uh, anyway, so we'll have to move on. Yeah. Maybe they could get Eddie Vedder to fill his... Oh, come on. <laughs> it's like sacrilege. No? Eddie Vedder? No. I mean, first of all, Eddie Eddie Vedder covers every song there is already. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Um. All right. So uh, moving on. <sighs> um. What was I gonna say? Oh, did we talk about the "How I Met Your Mother" finale? <laughs> did we? Uh, no. I thought we did. Sure. 
Yeah, well, it hadn't aired yet. Oh. No, I mean, we, we, we talked about building up to it. Oh, okay. But not the actual finale. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Oh, my God. After you described it to me, I was like, ugh. Sounds terrible. And all the people, because all the people were like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, blah, blah, blah. Let me just say, well, no, let, let me not just say. Let me say that I I uh, had, had invested nine years in this show. Uh, the first couple of seasons. It's nine too many. Well, I'll get to that in a second, but. The first couple of seasons, well, the show was supposed to revolve around the main character, Ted. <laughs> Ted Mosby. Bob Saget does the narration, and he's supposed to be narrating as an older Ted Mosby. Yeah. Which is fine. So the first couple of seasons, it's Ted, and how is he, you know, he's, he's dating, and his, his life and everything. And one of the other characters is Robin Sherbatsky. And it's like he's he's so in love with this woman, and he he just wants to marry her and 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 just be with her and and for a little while they're together, but then they want different things, so then they break up and they move and and they move on. The show goes on, whatever. No, wait. So you're describing the finale? No, 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 no. no. The first couple seasons. Uh, yeah, come on. If you don't know what it is, I know. Case. But I'm. Come but th- this this will get to my point. <laughs> then. So the first couple of seasons were good. And it was funny and interesting. Then like season 4, season 5, it's it's still funny, it's still good, but now the show's focusing more on Barney and Rob and Barney and Robin get together Barney. and I I don't know. So then by like season 7, season 8, like 6, 7, 8, it's just like oh my god, this is so dragged out. It's not mm. even funny anymore. It's a, it's actually annoying now. But I've invested this much time into it. I'm going to stick with it and see how they end it. Happy ending. So this yeah. this last season, season nine, which we talked about, it all took place over the course of like two days. Right, which sounded moronic, but completely whatever. moronic. So so it's basically almost happening in real time each episode. So it's so like, it's n- like a Kiefer Sutherland uh, twenty four show, right? And it's not funny because nothing is happening. No. It's just like every episode of this big finale season, every episode goes by and it's like, my God, just another episode where nothing happened. What are they doing here? They're, they're, they're squandering this season. Mm. So anyway, so and, and, and the whole thing is taking place over a two-day period. And it's, the, it's a two-day period of Barney and Robin's wedding. So we're not even seeing we're not even seeing the main character uh, Ted meet the mother. We're not seeing them get married or their wedding. It's like these two little side characters. It's like what are you doing? So anyway, uh, so I endured this final season, episode after episode of nothing happening. We finally get to the and by the way, throughout this whole entire season, they finally reveal the mother. Yeah. For like 5 minutes. Eh. <laughs> the whole season. Terrible. Like I, I'm telling Awful. you. I'm not just like, oh, it's the Paul Stevenson show. He thinks everything. No, I'm serious. It was terrible. So how does it end? So the very last episode ever. Uh, it's a one, one hour long episode with commercials. 
and um and they they tried to get real clever with it and have all these little twists and turns and and all this stuff so it's an hour long and it's it's um it keeps flashing forward a couple years at a time yeah so it's like hey two years in the future Barney and Robin get divorced. Uh, so we had ju- the previous episode and the beginning of the, of this finale episode. We had just seen them get married. Uh, it flash forwards a few years. They get divorced. Barney and Robin get divorced. Okay. Flash forwards again a few years. Ted is is with the mother. Not married. They have two children. Mm-hmm. I know, this is like spoiler alerts, but whatever. Who cares? Ugh, who cares, God? They have two children. We're still, saving you still, from yeah, this. I, this I, I am, seriously. So, um, they have two children, not married yet. So then he proposes to her and says, Hey, uh, do you want to get married? <laughs> She's like, okay, yeah. Uh, it flash forwards a few more years in the future, like two or three more years in the okay. future. The mother's dead. <laughs> Then, okay. So then, the whole thing with Bob Saget narrating is that yeah. at, at the beginning of a lot of episodes, it shows Ted's two children. Does it show? Oh, like it, okay. It, it shows these two teenage children sitting on the couch, looking into the camera, and Bob right. Saget, who is off camera, is talking to him like, "Hey, I'm Ted. Hey, kids, do you want to yeah. hear how I met your mother?" And they're like, "Okay." looking into the camera uh, so so it ends on that right the mother's right. dead um and now the children are the, the the teenagers are sitting on the couch looking into the camera and like so you know mom's dead what are you gonna do uh, and then the camera turns around and finally reveals the, bob Saget. the vo- well no ted what? but like with, with like a gray wig on like he's old now uh, and then he says, you know, mom's dead. What am I going to do? I'm going to call Robin and ask her out on a date. Ugh. And it ends. I thought they already got married. The end. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, the mother isn't Robin. The mother's someone else. Oh, no. I thought when you were saying it, when you were fast forwarding that Ted and Robin were married. No, no, no. no. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Robin and uh, Barney and Robin got married. Flash forwards three years. Now, now all of a sudden they're divorced. They're divorced. Flash forwards three more years. The mother's dead. Flash forward. Now he's like, "Hey, mom's dead. What should I do?" I know. I'm gonna ask Robin out on a date. The but end. hasn't hasn't the the wife been dead for like ten years at that point? A few years. This is, but it's like wh- this is why I don't what? watch CBS. That's it. Like, first of all, why did the mom die? This is why I do not watch CBS. What is it? Why did the mom die? Well, that that was like the Hogan family. But there was no right? reason. Then they have, then they have uh, um, Rhoda, whatever the heck her name oh, is. Oh yeah, first. Valerie Harper. Yeah, and then she quit, so they killed her off and <laughs> they killed her. brought in Sandy Duncan. But it's like, wait a minute. I watched this for nine years of my life. We finally see the mother, and then, yeah. oh, mom's dead. Well. What? That's it? <laughs> this is what you've been building up and building up for nine years? Stupid. Ah, uh, what can I say? 
That's why I don't watch CBS. The worst. Literally, I, I, this was like so much worse than the Seinfeld finale. <laughs> For real. I'm not even exaggerating. This I was... actually like the Seinfeld finale. I actually got the joke. Most people hated uh, it because they, they couldn't get the, the joke. But... I got the joke, but it was still kind of a cop-out. I know, but I got the joke. But the thing was, here's the beauty of it. Even though, when, when did that air? 1998? So, yeah, it was around there. And literally within like a year and a half, Larry David had started, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was a clear, direct result of that episode. Why? <laughs> what do you mean, why? A direct result of that episode? In, in other words, like his his finale, his joke at the end was to say, you know, you've been watching these people, all their crazy things and all that, and they always seem to like get their way. Without repercussions, right? And in the end, the whole the whole thing about the end was they had to be they were arrested for being, you know, Jerks. bad people. Yeah, you are bad people, Jerry Seinfeld. And <laughs> and all you know, they paraded all these people who they'd screwed over, and that became like the foundation of Curb Your Enthusiasm. In that, you know, every episode was Larry David being a curmudgeon. And screwing people over, and yet being screwed over himself in the same episode. You know, where he didn't always get his uh, way. I don't know, I'm just saying. I don't it, think... I, I, wait, hold on To me, it just seemed like he was... Like his mind was already going in that direction. Yeah, true. But as I've said previously in the Paunch Stevenson show... Yeah. The thing with Curb Your Enthusiasm that everyone always tells me is like, oh, you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Isn't it so funny? Larry's such a jerk. He's such a he's such a a screw up and a jerk, and he's so mean. And he uh, and, he's, right? and I'm like, no, you're missing the point. The point is not all the time, but like ninety percent of the time, Larry is not the jerk. He's the one pointing out everyone else's jerkiness, yet everyone turns it around back on him and like. But he is a jerk. Like, oh, you're a jerk for pointing out their jerk. He's like, what do you mean I'm a jerk? They're the ones being the jerk. No, you're the jerk. It's like, uh. to me, that's that's the point of Curb Your Enthusiasm is that Larry's not the jerk. Everyone else in life is a jerk, yet Man. they'll always try to blame it on you when you call them out on it. Anyway, so, um, there's that. Um, oh, I was going, I had a short movie review. Okay. The movie I actually saw in the theaters. What is it? This was the Kickstarter-funded Veronica Mars movie. Ah. I didn't participate in... It wasn't Robocop? No. That was was a Kickstarter. Robocop! (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, so I didn't participate in the Kickstarter, but I, I kind of liked the show when it was on many years ago. What was it? And Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah. Kristen Bell. The Outer Space Show? No. So I, um, I, uh, I went to see it, and I gotta tell you, I mean, for, you know, for a movie that was pretty low budget you know they their budget was only like a couple million bucks um i thought it was really really good i mean it was like an episode of the show like converted to a movie 
Yeah. Basically, I thought I, I really thought it was good. It had a lot of twists and turns and suspense and kind of, you know, goofy jokes and and different things and, you know, it's quite interesting and it took place on the eve of her 10-year high school reunion. Okay. Which is always a which is always a weird thing. I mean, we experience that. It's a very weird very weird happening. The high school reunion. Yeah, you know, the, like the 10-year reunion. It's like, you know, you're like, you see all these people, and yet you, you're really not interested in talking to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very strange. But yeah, I thought it was a very, very uh, well-done movie. Very good. And I'm, I'm glad that they were able to make it. And I hope that this, uh, you know, that more, you know, TV show, you know, good TV shows that I liked in the past could be remade into movies and see the light of day, but who knows? I have a movie review. Oh, no. So, you know how in episode 224 we had Frank on the show? Frank Nora. Okay, yeah. Frank Nora of the Overnight Scape Underground. I know who he is. We (laughs) talked about him in this episode. I'm saying, it's for the benefit of our listeners. So... So he had did a, a quick review of the Larry David movie Clear History. Remember? It was terrible. Did you watch it? I tried to watch it. It was so bad. <laughs> so I watched it. Oh, no. So it had Larry David, John Hamm, J.B. Uh, Smoove, a couple other people. And... Uh, I was in this movie too, Larry! <laughs> what? I'm your new psychic! No. So... The premise of the movie is that John Hamm owns a technology company. And he's his company is developing this new eco-friendly, efficient car. Yeah. And Larry David is the marketing person. He comes up with the the you know, he he has to market these products. And he's yeah. very and he does a good job. He's a good marketing person. So uh, if I go here... What was the name of the car that John Hamm ended I up... I don't remember. I barely watched a thing. It was so boring. No. So anyway... Um, uh, what the heck was... Well, the whole thing rides on the name of the car. Uh, what is the name of the car? Because it was such a stupid name. Hold on a minute. There has to be... Okay, alright. So, John Hamm's company comes up with this small, eco-friendly, efficient car, and, and Larry David's character, Nathan, says, well, I'm the marketing guy. What are you going to name the car? I'll start preparing some marketing campaigns. So, John Hamm has this big presentation. He's like, ready? We're going to unveil... I'm going to unveil the name of this car. I picked it out myself. The car is called the Howard. The Howard. Yeah. Okay. So Larry David's character is like, what? The, the Howard? What? Do you, like, how am I supposed Mo to market? Howard? Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to market this thing? This is this is gonna be impossible. Nobody's gonna buy a car named the Howard. You have to change the name of this thing. John Hamm's like, no, it's the Howard. Do your job and market this thing. And it's Larry, the Howard. It's the Howard Robin. Hoo hoo. Yeah. 
So Larry David's character, he, he like flips out. He's like, no, you're ridiculous. I've had enough of you. I quit. If you name this car the Howard, uh. I quit. So John Hamm's character is like, all right, hey, you know, fine, quit then. Be like that. So Larry David quits. Then, like a month later, Larry the, the Larry David guy, he can't find another job. He's still unemployed. Uh, he's reading the newspaper, and it says the Howard is like the biggest success ever in tech history. <laughs> Everyone who works at the company has made $50 million dollars. And there was this one guy named Nathan who actually left the company the night before it was unveiled, and and he, he lost out on fifty million dollars. What an nah. idiot! So now everyone, literally every single person on Earth, is is like, what kind of an idiot would do that? He missed out on fifty million dollars. He's such an idiot. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. So he got such a bad reputation for leaving the company, for quitting and, and, and missing out on the money, that he had to, like, change his name, shave his head, do all this stuff, and and become this other person and live this other life. So it flash-forwards, like, ten years in the future, and the Larry David character had changed his name. He's living in this little um, community somewhere, and 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 he's do he's like a butler or something... <laughs> And and everybody loves him. Like everybody in this community loves him. He's very well respected. Jokes around with everyone. But then, so, so there's this really big house in the community. The owners end up selling this house. He's like, oh, I wonder who he's gonna sell. Who's gonna buy this? Who is, who are they selling it to? Who's gonna buy? And it turns out to be the John Ham guy. So Larry right. David's like, oh my god, he's going to see me, he's going to recognize me, what's he going to do? Mm. I hate this guy, he ruined my life, I missed out on $50 million because of this jerk. So he tries to do everything he can to not get John Hamm to move in, like putting like skunks in the house and all this stuff. So, But, but whatever, John Hamm ends up moving in the house. Now he's like, oh, this big fat cat, you know... Tech guys taking up our community. He's in our community. He's like gonna, gonna you know make all the everything get the prices go up and all this stuff. Who is he to move into our community? So, so the Larry David character goes and tries to get revenge on the John Ham guy, and he like tries uh. to kill him and tries to like blow up his car and all this uh. stuff. He tries to like sleep with his wife, and eventually he he tries to blow up the, his house, yeah, his right. brand new fancy billion dollar house that the guy just bought. He's like, "No, I we're gonna kick this guy out of our community. I hate this guy." Meanwhile, protecting his own alternate identity, okay. he's like, I, "I I I just hate this guy. I'm gonna blow up his house." So, so again, like the community loves this Larry David guy. So then, Larry David ended up going to some kind of concert. So he's sitting there at the concert. I forget who it was, like Hall and Oates or something. He's sitting there at the concert, and the John Hamm guy walks into the concert and like and and somehow like walks past him or sits next to him or something, and he's like. It's like you know, you you look so familiar. I th- I I know you from somewhere. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. It's like no, I I I know you from somewhere. 
and and Larry David's getting very uncomfortable. He hates this guy. And and finally the John Ham guy is like, "Oh my god, you're Nathan. Why didn't you tell me? You're Nathan. You live in this community. Why didn't you come and say hi?" I was he's like he's like, "Well, cuz you know, you screwed me out of 50 million dollars or whatever, blah blah blah." So this whole time, the this this Larry David alter ego guy has been trying to kill the John Ham guy. <laughs> However, it turns out the John Ham guy all those years was trying to find Nathan uh. to give him the 50 million dollars because he felt so bad, mm. but of course Nathan had changed his name to something else and had gone like this altered personality. So he couldn't find him. It's like it's like he he just vanished from earth. So anyway, so and then the Larry David guy is like, "Oh my, really? Oh my God, that's so nice! I can't believe it! Oh my God! Oh my God!" Then he realizes, "Uh oh, <laughs> I have a time bomb in your house, and it's ticking, and there's like one minute left." Wait a minute, this was didn't this, wasn't this like the 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 plot of that Ben Stiller movie with uh, Jack Black? Envy was it? Envy? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was similar. It was similar. So then he's like trying to run into the John Ham guy's new big house and like and like disable the bomb, but he doesn't make it in time. So the whole thing blows up, and then John Ham takes back the fifty million dollars, and that was it. The end. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I mean, that sounds kind of funny. It wasn't. Uh, it was on so... the surface, but like I said, I tried to watch it, and it was just so boring. Well, the thing is, I love Larry David, and I think he's hilarious. And I think in the show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and even in interviews, he's very funny. However, in any other thing that he tries to act in, like this movie Clear History, or that Woody Allen movie, or... Like, any other role that he has, his acting is terrible. But in Curb Your Enthusiasm, his acting is perfect. Well. So that's the thing. His acting in this movie was so bad that it was almost unwatchable. I don't even know if it's just his acting. It's just that he he, he has one style. He's, like, one-dimensional. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, right. And not only that, but... If it but works, at, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. But when he was... When he started out and he was Nathan at this at, at John Ham's company, not only was it this bad acting, but it was the bad acting combined with this long, this like three feet long hobo hair wig and like a two foot long hobo beard. He just looked mm. ridiculous. It was it was just yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, he just—he should just come back through Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know. Stop all this other nonsense. I agree. Uh, the end. <laughs> end. Did you have anything else? <laughs> yeah, about ten other things. Oh, I—I but... I was. <laughs> you should have stopped me then. Yeah. So uh, one last thing: uh, David Letterman has announced his retirement. That's right, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting out with a getting's good part. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, the only reason that we mention this is the irony in all this is that the only time you and I actually 
got into the David Letterman show as as in in the audience. Which was, I think in two thousand eight. Um, one of the guests on that show was Stephen Colbert. That's right, and he talked about his boat or his yes, canoe or whatever something. It was. And now, ironically, he is replacing David Letterman. Uh, I thought it was Craig Kilborn. No. <laughs> no? no? Not Craig Kilborn? Uh, first of all, I think you're uh, thinking about... Um, I can't remember his name. Craig Scottish Ferguson. Guy. Craig, Craig Ferguson. Ferguson. No, I'm yeah. not thinking about Craig Ferguson. I'm thinking about Craig Kilborn. Well, Craig Kilborn's career is over. I know. But, um... Um... <laughs> What I was going to say was, um, you know, it's kind of ironic, and we'll see how this works, because I'm thinking to myself, is Stephen Colbert going to, like, just become, like, an interviewer, you know, sort of like Letterman? Or, because a lot of people are saying, oh, he's going to be too political, and I don't think so, but he definitely won't be that, but what I'm saying is, you know, like, his show, on his show, he interviews, but then he also does this, like, fake kind of like feigned like outraged interviewer thing so like is he gonna do that on this show is this gonna be like the colbert rapport it has to be or is this gonna be stephen colbert hosting the late show well because i think if it's colbert rapport the rating is gonna be terrible nah i think it'll be a combination well because that's his whole shtick. Is like you know he's these uh, yeah you know I, 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 I like it it's it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean I don't know. We'll see what happens. But could you imagine? All right. So you have Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show. Jimmy Kimmel. Well, nobody cares about him. But you have what? Jimmy Fallon versus Stephen Colbert. Who's gonna win? Isn't Arsenio back on there? I I don't know. Oh well, Fallon will win. NBC gets Wait, better. Fallon ratings. will beat Colbert. Yeah, but no way. What do you mean? He's Fallon is absolutely destroying Letterman right now. He's having Letterman better ratings. Letterman stinks. He's like a better an old ratings man. Ratings than Jay Leno ever had. Fallon's very funny. He does a lot of. He gets all the the celebrities to do crazy things on the show. I know, but Colbert and it's the is show. Colbert. He's not honestly. I like Stephen Colbert, but he's not that funny. He's very funny. Are you kidding me? Compared to John Stewart, no, he's not. That he's funny. like ten times funnier. No way. His delivery. Stewart is, Stewart is hilarious. Different. No. Different style. I don't know. I don't think it. I don't think it will work that well. I, well, no, I don't know if it's going to work that well in in that show, but Stephen Colbert is very funny. Whatever. All right, so that's the end. So, uh, what was I going to say? Tune in next week. Yeah.